there, I'm Sarah, your natural endometriosis expert. Welcome to my podcast. This is the place to be for information, advice and tips on managing your endometriosis naturally. I've been managing my own endo now successfully for about 20 years and I've been running my own therapy business since 2008, helping others to do the same. If you're curious to cut through all the noise and rubbish that's out there and learn the key to managing endometriosis with minimal reliance on drugs and surgery, then this is the only podcast you'll need. Let's get started. Hello there. Today I'd like to talk a little bit about adenomyosis. It's something that we don't really hear a great deal about um, and quite often the people who I speak to hadn't heard about it until they had a diagnosis. But actually it's really common and it's estimated that the same number of women have adenomyosis that have endometriosis and quite often they go hand in hand as well. Um, Now I'm not saying that my sort of client base Uh, reflect the population as a whole but I haven't worked with anybody who has adenomyosis who doesn't also have endometriosis so that just goes to show how common the illness is and how often they do go hand in hand now I'm sure there are people out there who do have adenomyosis without having endometriosis but it just shows just how common that dual diagnosis is So adenomyosis is actually very very similar to endometriosis adenomyosis has the overgrowth, if you will, or the additional growth of tissue that mimics the endometrial lining of the womb. So exactly the same as endometriosis. That's exactly what endo is. Endo is where this lining or the the tissues that that mimic the lining grow external to the womb. So it grows anywhere sort of internal in terms of um, abdominal cavity. It can it can travel anywhere in the body. With adenomyosis, that tissue tends to stay, or it does stay, within the womb lining. So rather than going external, adenomyosis goes deeper into the womb, essentially. So when you have your womb, you have the the tissue and the muscles that actually surround the womb, and that's where the endometrial tissue grows. So the symptoms for adenomyosis are very, very similar to endometriosis, which is why I think it sometimes goes either undiagnosed or misdiagnosed as well. Um, So essentially what we get with adenomyosis is heavy, prolonged, irregular bleeds, painful periods or painful parts of the menstrual cycle, but especially when it comes to bleeds, because as we know, this tissue that mimics the endometrial lining um, does sort of swell and shed exactly the same as the the normal in inverted commas um and uh, endometriosis and sorry endometrial tissue so we get the symptoms that are very very similar you also get a lot of bloating with adenomyosis so you can see there that the the main three symptoms that people do tend to really struggle with with endometriosis are mirrored in adenomyosis now the difference because adenomyosis is just growing in the womb a hysterectomy will sort out the symptoms of adenomyosis and again I'm not (laughs) I'm not advocating or not advocating hysterectomy it's a shame that we have to have such uh, an invasive procedure to get rid of adenomyosis and if we knew how to get rid of endometriosis successfully in western medicine then the same could be applied for adenomyosis but at least with adenomyosis if you're having a hysterectomy if you're having that the womb partial hysterectomy as well if you're having the womb taken out then that is getting rid of the adenomyosis and because adenomyosis only grows in the lining of the womb in the in the muscles of the 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 womb wall 
that's not going to come back. Now, whether it comes back as endometriosis, I don't know. I can't find any studies to say whether people who had adenomyosis ever get recurring endometriosis. And even then, we don't know whether they had endometriosis in the first place. So I can't find anything to say that a diagnosis of adenomyosis would come back as endometriosis. But if you have a hysterectomy, then that would get rid of um, adenomyosis. The other thing with adenomyosis as well is that it, it can actually be picked up on um, scans. Um, so unlike endometriosis that can only be currently diagnosed, although there are advances in this area, but it can currently only be diagnosed, diagnosed in most cases with, um, with a laparoscopy. Adenomyosis can be seen on some scans and some MRI as well. So it is a lot easier to detect currently than endometriosis. So it could be that um, a lot of people, I think, have adenomyosis and it's just lumped together with endometriosis. And I do think that that's why we see a lot of people who have dramatically improved symptoms after surgery. And I do believe that that's potentially because they had adenomyosis as well as endometriosis. Um, obviously, you've heard me talking in other podcasts about, about surgery and, and endometriosis, and that does not apply to adenomyosis. So that's the difference between endometriosis and adenomyosis. In terms of symptoms, there aren't really that much difference at all. In fact, you could be forgiven for thinking one was the other when it comes to symptoms. The difference is that the pain, the symptoms, the cause is still held within the womb for adenomyosis, whereas with endometriosis, it's external. And the other difference is that a hysterectomy will actually provide long-term solution for adenomyosis where it doesn't for endo. If you do suspect that you have adenomyosis or if you just want to chat to your surgeon or your, your GP about it, it is always worth asking the question. In my world, it doesn't make that much difference because we treat everything as a whole anyway. But in Western medicine, um, it could make a huge difference because it could influence your decision on whether you have surgery or not. Because if you are umming and ahhing about, um, about a hysterectomy and you have adenomyosis, then it, it's just an added um, piece of information to add to your to your decision making process so it's always worth speaking to your GP if you think you may have adenomyosis and even like things like uh, painful sex now we'll be talking a lot about that in the coming weeks but even things like that as well it is worth flagging that up to your GP because that may indicate um, not necessarily adenomyosis but it may it may indicate that there's something else going on as well depending on the type of pain and when you get it so yeah adenomyosis very, very, we don't talk about endometriosis enough, but adenomyosis is even more um, unspoken about. So it's very, very underestimated, underrated, if that's the right word. Um, so do do start thinking about it, do ta start talking about it, and do talk to your GP if you're thinking that you may have adenomyosis as well. If you do have any questions on adenomyosis or endometriosis, please do reach out. I'm always here to help. I'm always up for discuss discussing all things endo, all things periods. Um, until next week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please hit the subscribe button and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can also leave a review too to help spread the word to managing endometriosis naturally to as many people as possible. That is my mission. And if this podcast has inspired you to take the next step to managing your own endometriosis successfully, then please head over to my website, naturalendometriosisexpert.com to see different ways of working with me to bring that dream of living without endometriosis one step closer. Or for less than the price of a posh coffee a month, 
you can also become a patron to this podcast and get access to a load more endometriosis resources as well as my monthly endometriosis clinic question and answer session see you next time